What's good, Wizards fans? This is your host, the real Ed Oliver and Brandon Scott. The Washington Wizards lose to the Dallas Mavericks 112 to 104. Let's talk about it. You are Locked On Wizards, your daily Washington Wizards podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I want to thank you guys for making Lots of Wizards your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get get podcasts. Today's episode is brought to you by Prize Picks, the easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Go to prizepicks.com slash locked on NBA and use code all lowercase locked on NBA for a first deposit match up to $100. All right, it's your host, Real Ed Oliver and Brandon Scott. The Wizards lose 112 to 104 to the Mavericks. They played pretty well for the most part, but they just couldn't finish it off in the fourth quarter. Uh, what were your thoughts about the game? We are going to talk about the um, update on the potential Wizards move to Virginia, how you know that has gone, or we got some updates uh, on that today. So we're going to talk about that after we recap of the game, and then we're going to get to comments after that. But uh, I just want to get your take on the game. Uh, fourth quarter just kind of went downhill in the fourth quarter. But uh, what are your thoughts on the game? Um, Like you said, these last three games have been winnable games, in my opinion. With this game in Dallas, I felt like we played them tough. We've been playing really good basketball as a team these last three games. And then up to the fourth quarter, yeah, I know we're saying that a lot this year, but the fourth quarter got us. Costly turnovers got us, man. Costly turnovers. Uh, low percentage shots, not utilizing the shot clock. Uh, we shot 22% from three, so I feel like we were forcing three-point shots when we didn't need to. Um, and I, But out of everything, the biggest thing was the costly turnover. They got us in, in the clutch, man. Uh, sometimes this team just looks like they have no plan in the fourth quarter. Um, I don't know if play, you know, <laughs> they, they got to really start running some plays in the fourth quarter and really get people on the same page, man. Um, looking at individually, I mean, let's start with Turbo, man. Turbo. I, I'm going to go ahead and say he, he's breaking out offensively. I mean, he is playing good basketball. I mean, he is attacking the basket. He's aggressive attacking the basket. I mean, look at the stat line. 11 for 17, efficient. 25 points, seven rebounds, three assists, one for three from three. Now, free throws, two for six, so we do need to work on those free throws. Uh, that, could, that you know, that to me, that was not the defining factor, but definitely needed those free throws, uh, especially in the fourth quarter. Um, Again, Kuzma. Being who we know Kuzma is, man, that 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 score, that number one option for us, uh, 23 points, eight rebounds, nine for 19. Uh, so he is definitely bringing his attempts down. Now one for seven for three. Um, yeah, he, you know, he's still a little, be a little too dependent on that three-point shot. But, I mean, when he hits him, he hits him when he done, he done. Uh, four turnovers for him. But uh, overall, you know, Kyle Kuzma had a really, really good game. Um, now, they, there were some issues in the fourth quarter as far as mistakes made. But overall, you know, being that 20-plus score we need, he, again, did his thing. Uh, Tyus Jones, 14 points, but 16 assists. E. am trying to tell you, we've been high on Tyus Jones all year long, being that floor general, that guy who can assist, get everybody involved. And, again, career high in assists, 16 assists. So definitely shout-out to my guy, Tyus Jones, man. He's looking good at point guard. Um, and Bagley, 12 points, 13 rebounds, matched up. All right, against Daniel Gafford. I, I know it's a pretty, pretty weird matchup between him and Gaff. Gaff, you know, um, I hate to talk about the other team, but um, it had a pretty good night, 16.17 rebounds. So it was definitely a battle. You saw good moments from Marvin Bagley, especially his ability to score in the paint. Um, so going from the good to the bad, Eve. Um, Koulibaly, one for 10 overall tonight, one for four from three. 
Got seven boards. So that was the biggest key for me. Two really good blocks. But we all know his offensive game is coming along, so I'm not too alarmed. Kispert, very slow night. Uh, two for 11 for the field, one for seven for three. So his shot wasn't dropping. Got four boards, but where it was an underwhelming performance for him. But, again, I'm not very concerned with him overall. 13 minutes by Shaman, six points. And the first game for Rashawn Holmes in a Wizards uniform, 10 points, two boards. I feel like he had moments where he looked really good. A couple of issues here and there, man, but Rashawn Holmes uh, did pretty well for us tonight. So, overall, this was the Kuzin and Turbo show. Oh, yeah, hold on. Let me I, – I, I don't want to harp on him, but Jordan Poole continues to struggle. And, you know, looking at his stat line, man, three points, shooting one for 12 from the field, one for six from three. Three steals, one block, but – not utilizing that shot clock to depend on that jump shot. And to a certain degree, he did shoot us out of the game tonight. I mean, it's not on him. Is There's many reasons why we lost this game. Predominantly, just the turnovers killed us. But he's got to learn how to utilize that shot clock. I'm, I'm hoping I hope. I, I mean, th- I think everybody is that Jordan Poole can figure it out, man. I mean, he's got too much talent. And right now, I don't think he's got to go to a sports psychiatrist, um, what they need to do to work with him. But he's got to work some things out because he's got way too much talent. To struggle is bad, man. So we got to figure out what to do with him. But overall, I feel like it was a good team game. Just the turnovers killed us in the fourth, man. Yeah, they did. Uh, Denny had a great game, but yeah. you know they had an opportunity to keep keep the game within reach, and uh, he just did a between the leg dribble, and Luca just stood up and stood there, and Denny ran into him and just fell backwards. I don't know if Denny was expecting the foul there. Also, Tyus missed a layup off the backboard, and then Luca got the rebound. He pushed it up to Kyrie and threw a pass to Kyrie, basically on fast break for an easy layup. That didn't help. Um, now, they did. It was questionable down the stretch. Tyus did get the rebound, and uh, Josh Green kind of not tackled him, but they were, you know, I know Drew yeah. Gooden and Chris Miller were like, oh, should have been a take foul. So that's something debatable that they did miss right there. Yeah. And, um, you know, we struggled to shoot from, from three in the fourth quarter. Uh, the Mavericks shot the, shot the ball well in the fourth quarter from the three-point line. Luka took over in that fourth quarter. He was kind of being passive and getting his teammates involved more throughout the first three quarters. In that fourth quarter, he just kind of took over into the game with 25 points, and uh, he had a triple-double. Uh, Kyrie had a couple easy ba- baskets down the stretch as well. Um, now they did uh, – and then we got the and one. I want to say Denny missed the free throw yeah. on the and one, if I'm not mistaken, where uh, P.J. Washington – uh, hung on the rim that didn't help either so yeah like you said we just need a guy that can really take over in that last you know that last two minutes of the game it was coos a couple years ago but ever since then you know he just hasn't really been able been able to take over games and you know we just we just needed somebody that could close and the mavericks they have guys that can do that Kyrie can close luca can close and they clearly took over in that fourth quarter so the first three quarters the wizards played great basketball they won yeah. the game in those first three quarters but of course it's a fourth it's a four quarter game. You know, you look at the fourth quarter and uh, just look at the, the numbers and the Mavericks put up 34, the Wizards put up 16. So they lost the fourth quarter by 18 points. And that just can't happen if you want to win the game. Um, but like I said, I mean, they they played well throughout the game. Danny had a great game. Danny's put together some really, really good games, a couple of 20 point games. He's rebounding, you know, he's scoring, he's getting to the basket. Yep. Um, still, you know, needs to work on the left hand, but he's still getting to the basket and finishing strong, finishing through contact. So I love to see it. This is these is just doing the things that we want to see him do. Finish strong, finish hard. Yeah. And uh he's doing that consistently. You know, he's doing that consistently. So that it's just awesome to see a guy, you know, in the Wizards organization develop and get better 
and Denny has certainly done that. Going to 11 for 17 the field, from the field, 25.7 boards. I mean, you had a had a really good game, another good game. Bagley, once again, another double-double, 12 points and 13 boards. And, of course, yeah. Gafford has a double-double. He had, like, five or six rebounds alone in the first quarter. He ended the game with 17 rebounds, so he had a great game. So I'm happy for Gafford. You know, we, yeah. we're both, you know, fans of him. You know, we like him as a person as well. So it's good to see him play well. Uh, with uh, Luca and Kyrie getting him easy baskets, 16, for se- 16 points and 17 boards. Luca with 26, 15, and 11. He complains to the ref so much. It's just oh. ridiculous. Oh, my gosh. He's just crying every play. Every play. He's crying to the refs. Because even when P.J. Washington was hanging on the rim, they were still were complaining about that. I was like, come on, y'all. That, that's clearly so the replay. Uh, basket, inter- basket interference, clearly. Uh, and that was an one for Denny. Uh, Denny with the free throws. That was the only – that's my only thing with Denny tonight really is the free throws. He was two for six. You know, we need those. You know, we need those free throws for sure. So, you know, at least give me five for six. And uh, Jordan Poole, man, I don't know what to say. Tyus, I'll give him his props, too. He had 16 assists. He got got his teammates involved tonight, so he did a great job doing that. Uh, Corey had an off night, uh, but he still tried to contribute. And Rashawn Holmes with the debut. We'll talk about his debut a little bit later. I see somebody ask about it in the comments. I thought he had a good game. Bilal struggled tonight shooting the ball, but seven boards, so he did other things. But uh, Jordan Poole, man, yeah, he's just – He's just struggling right now. He, he really is. He's super inconsistent. Now, he had a good game the other night. He had 19. It's just he'll have a good game. Then he'll have three bad games. Then he'll have two good games and three bad yeah. games. Yeah. So it's just like no consistency from him at all. You just don't know what you're going to get from him. One for 12, one for six. At least he didn't foul out tonight. But, you know, it, it's just, yeah, you, you just don't know what you're going to get from the guy at all. No, you you hit the nail on the head, man. Consistency is his biggest issue. And I say it all the time. He has talent. I mean, if you look at his tape in Golden State, his speed and his agility, it, there's a difference here in D.C. I mean, he slowed down a little bit. There's a big confidence issue. And like I said, I don't know if they need to do sports psychiatry, um, mm-hmm. yeah, they what do. they need to do to help the guy out. But he does have way too much talent. I mean, you see the player he was in Golden State. He was a big part of that title run. I mean, he's an electric scorer. And I think that maybe they need to make that move to put him on the bench, second unit. Uh, let him be the sixth man, uh, whether it's Corey Kispert or Bilal uh, Kulabali, put somebody the two guard, man, especially somebody who can, um, I, you know, Bilal de- defense-wise, but, you know, I think Corey Kispert can definitely be that scorer. But something's got to be done. You know, slide him to sixth man because right now he is struggling. And I think it's not just physically, it's mentally. You know, right now his confidence is way down. Um, the booze, everything, you know, like I said, and I, I said it time and time again, man, he's got to really acclimate to being in D.C. because it's, you know, coming over from Golden State, Totally different situations, totally different cities, totally different organization, man. So, um, I want to, I, I want to see him figure it out. I really do, because like I said, he's a good player. It's just the mental side of things. People don't realize how big the mental side of things is with sports, man. You know where your mind goes, your body follows. And right now, clearly, he's dealing with a lot of confidence issues. So, you know, um, I'm hoping out hope, man, that a slide to six man can help him out because I think that's the best bet for him right now. So, um, and, and closing, man. You know, this was a good fought game you know we they fought hard after the deadline they're fighting they're playing hard you see the culture of playing to win it's just costly turnovers and when you're playing against teams like the dallas mavericks man who have playoff aspirations those turnovers can kill you and they did tonight so definitely so yeah we're gonna get into the uh, updated news about the potential wizards move but before we do that today's episode is brought to you by price picks price picks is America's number one fantasy sports app with over 3 million members. It is the easiest and most exciting way to play DFS. It's just you against the numbers you pick more than or less than 
on two to six player stat projections and watch the winnings roll in. It's demon time on price picks. You can now win up to 100 times your money with as little as four correct picks. You can turn $10 into $1,000. Demons and goblins are the newest and most exciting way to play at price picks. Squares marked with red demons or green goblins. Get your different payouts. You can now win up to 100 times your money with as little as four correct picks. Go to pricepicks.com slash locked on NBA. Use the code use code locked on NBA for a first deposit match up to 100 dollars. So yeah, if you would have picked uh Daniel Gafford over rebounds, which I did, I think it was about over six and a half rebounds or something like that. He cashed that easily with 17 rebounds. It's still that is the formula. That's the way to go to go against big men who ever play against the Wizards. Always, always pick the over on their rebounds for sure. You look at the Wizards, they play the Pelicans next. So you take a look at Giannis Valanciunas. If you look at his rebounds, whatever his rebounds will be on Wednesday night, that's something to definitely take a look at for sure. And then you may want to take the under on uh, Jordan Poole's points. So we'll see how that goes. All right, you guys. We want to thank you guys for making Locked On Wizards your first listen every day. Make sure you guys check out the Locked On Sports Network. Locked On has launched the first ever National Sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. And now you can also find it on Amazon Fire TV. Locked On Sports Today is here for you 24-7. Covering the top sports stories of the day with the local experts of Locked On, plus our national shows covering every league. Find the, find the Locked On Sports Today channel now on Amazon Fire TV. All right, so um, I'm just going to read a little bit of the article here. Um, this is on WTOP News. It says, top Virginia Senate Democrats deal setback to legislation to relocate Washington Capitol Wizards. Um, this the article says uh, top Democrats in the Virginia Senate have dealt a blow for the NBA Washington Wizards and NHL Washington Capitals to relocate to Northern Virginia, refusing to dock at the bill for a hearing and expressing serious reservations Monday about the financing of the proposed deal. Um, Senator Louise Lucas, who holds great sway in General Assembly as chair of the Senate and Finance and Appropriations Committee, first said over the weekend on social media that the legislation underpinning the deal negotiated by Republican Governor Glenn Youngkin was not ready for primetime, would not receive a hearing in her in her committee. The decision effectively killed the Senate version of the legislation deal for now. So um, what are your thoughts on that? And uh, what do you think is going to happen moving forward? Oh, man, I'm not very surprised at all. I knew I wouldn't have done deal. I knew that the Republican side, as far as the, the Commonwealth of Virginia, were definitely on board uh, with the the proposed move to Alexandria, but I, I knew that they, a lot of votes had to come along. They had to agree in the house and I'm not surprised. I, I kind of looked at Ted Leonsis in, in the whole relocation thing is trying to get the attention of city hall in DC. Um, and I think it, it accomplished that, <laughs> but I think it was just a ploy to, to get um, the mayor in DC to get on board and trying to re- renovate capital one, because I, I, there's so many factors that kind of prevent them from moving, man. You know, a lot of people in Alexandria, Virginia don't want the, a new arena. You know, traffic is already an issue. Um, do they necessarily have the infrastructure in place for it? Um, so I I was one that, you know, we talked about it, we reported on it, but I never really were 100% sure that they were going to make that move because there's so many obstacles. Because, I mean, look at the fact that, you know, the Washington Mystics, no disrespect, um, they don't draw a big enough crowd to be the lone occupant of Capital One. And then if you look at the fact that their practice facility, which is also the home of the Capital City Go-Go, was built in 2018. So I just, you know, was, there was too many factors to prevent them. So, I, you know, I'm not surprised. And I honestly think they're staying in D.C. Now, there could be a new development that 
you know, they could move to Virginia, but I don't, I just don't see it. E. I think they're going to stay where they are now saying that I will say this. Um, I think that, um, Mayor, uh, Muriel Bowser, she needs to sit down, not only with Teleonces, but with Josh Harris. And I think they need to figure it out and see what they can um, do. Not only keeping the caps and the wizards in DC, but see if they can relocate the commanders back into DC. I think that, you know, now that it looks like the city hall is definitely trying to put the money in as far as renovating, let's try to see the commanders, but that's a whole other conversation and different <laughs> sport, man. But, um, I think they're staying in DC. I don't think they're going anywhere. I think that without getting political here, I think that, uh, governor young can seize the moment to get publicity. I don't think there's really a, because there's so many factors that keep them from making that move. And like I said, right now, um, that area is already having issues with traffic and so many different issues being close to Reagan on uh, Reagan airport. It's just, I don't think it was really thought through. I thought that it was, it was employed by Ted Leonsis to try to get the attention of Mary Bosch. And, and he looked, he accomplished his goal. So, but I don't see them any, going anywhere. I think they're going to stay right where they are, where they should be in the district of Columbia. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I know Ted uh, got super excited. I remember the press conference and all that, and he was just smiling ear to ear and super <laughs> excited uh, about the potential move. Then they had the uh, draw up of the stadium and the whole, you know, buildings they're going to build around it is going to be on the water and whatnot. So, yeah, um, yeah, the government, they stall it right now. And I think that is a good thing. You know, you don't want to leave the cities, you know, just leaving that, that, that city, that building vacant like that. And the only team yeah. that's going to be there is the mystics. And yeah, that, that's really it in that stadium. Yeah. And they only play in the summertime for a couple of games, not many games at all in the season. And so many businesses would be either, you know, losing money or closing down Clyde's restaurant already said that, you know, if the wizards move, then most likely they are going to close down. So you will lose a lot of businesses and just a lot of, you know, life and juice to the city and businesses there in gallery place chinatown so you know we'll see i know michael phillips he tweeted out that you know just because this happened that he said he said in his tweet he says be careful on this story that the va stadium for the whiz caps is dead virginia legislature is complicated at least two more paths available for passage so Leon says he may have something else up his sleeve to try to get this done because it seems like he really really wants it to get done um, because you know it, it's it would be a, a really nice statement, all that, but um, so yeah, I, I you know, we'll see. I, I highly doubt it happens at yeah. first. I thought it was a yeah. done deal, I thought it was just gonna happen, I thought they're gonna move them, but um, yeah, there's just a lot of hoops they got to go through. A lot of people in the state of Virginia don't really want it, a lot of people who the residents there, they're they don't really want it, like you said, the traffic and all yeah. that, you know, it's just a lot that comes with it for sure. So I think they should stay in D.C., like you said, with the commanders. You know, I feel like the team should be in the city, even though there's a lot of teams that we see, like the Giants. You know, they're in New Jersey. We see a lot of teams that are not in the actual city. But, you know, I think if they can renovate Gallery Place and, you know, meet some of the requirements to, you know, upgrade the stadium and whatnot, you know, they might as well just stay there. I think it's I think it's a I think it's a good stadium. It's not it's not the worst. It's not like how FedEx filled is. (laughs) <laughs> you know where they got you know stuff leakage and all kinds of stuff like that oh yeah you know so <laughs> i still think it's a solid venue for sure and i think they definitely should stay in dc so we'll see how this unfolds you know um yeah a lot of people just don't want it to happen a lot of people who live in the area don't want it to happen no nah, i mean i am a long time i grew up in, in the commonwealth of virginia man so me personally the economy is bad enough, man. I ain't trying to pay mm. taxes on the new arena, man. And that's where a lot of people are talking about is that mm. you gonna have the taxes were gonna go up in Virginia, and you know with everything going on right now. I, I just can't, you know, people are hurting right now. You know, you 
to tell us that the tax is going up to build an arena, man. I ain't trying to hear all that. So I think that, you know, renovate Capital One and definitely see what you can do as far as, you know, money-wise, trying to get the commanders back into D.C. So yeah, I don't see them going anywhere now. You know, he is absolutely correct that the Virginia, man, it's it's – it's weird in Virginia as far as, you know, bipartisanship and trying to get things passed. It is a slippery slope in the Commonwealth, but I think eventually they're going to stay in D.C., so I'm not too concerned, man. Mm. But all right, we're going to get to the comments, but before we do that, we had a quick word from Brandon. Yes, sir. Tonight's episode is brought to you by Better Help. So sometimes we all need the opportunity to get something off our chest. Big or small, certain things can really start to get at you, right? It's important to let that out. you got to let it all out, especially to someone who's unbiased, on your life so today i want to say how i really feel about something you might even be thinking about the same thing this week man grocery bills i'm just trying to tell you man it's, it's killing me right now so i mean anything can really make you um down or depressed uh, so definitely i definitely recommend better help now therapy can be different for everyone right most of us have bigger problems than our favorite sports team and it's important to get things off your chest every once in a while if you're thinking about starting therapy give better help a try it's entirely online, designed to be flexible and suited to your schedule. Visit betterhelp.com slash locked on NBA to get 10% off your first month. That is betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash locked on NBA. All right. Yes, sir. Let's get into comments. Uh, a lot of people going back and forth tonight. <laughs> All right. Let's see. You got 88 people in the chat, man. 88 people. Yeah, man. Shout out to everybody tuning in for sure. Appreciate you guys, um, man. Eddie says Kisper has really been off this game. I don't want him to lose confidence. He's a really good player. He's had a couple good games, you know, so I'm not concerned about him having an off night. Uh, I think he's a guy that will definitely bounce back. He just had a 26-point game the other night, so uh, I'm not concerned at all. Nope, not one bit. Um, I think that we talk a lot about Denny this year, him kind of breaking out. We don't put a lot of credit on, on Corey Kisper, man. You know, as far as offensively, he's a, he's a sniper. He's a guy high ba- at basketball IQ, you know, cutting to the basket. But his defense has gotten better this year. So, yeah, you know, that's a valid point. Confidence is always key with young players. But I think Corey, he's going to be all right, man. You know, I'm not too concerned right now. Right. All right. Uh, let's see here. Sheldon T says, like in the more aggressive Daniel offense, if he gets a mid-range game, he'll be dangerous. Blouse offseason equals offense. Shooting and ball handling. Yeah, Blau, you know, he definitely has a lot of improvement areas on the offensive side of the ball. You know, we talked about this in the draft process, you know, just yeah. three-point shot, you know, the ball handling. We saw in the summer league, too, where, you know, he kind of he lost the ball here and there. He got ripped. I remember the Pacers game, the first game, he got ripped by Jairus Walker. He got plucked. So he definitely, um, you know, has a lot of things to work on as far as ball handling, and that's normal for a rookie. Um Tonight he didn't shoot the ball well, which is you know you're gonna get a roller coaster ride from him for yeah. sure. But um, this is where the development staff comes in. Will Dawkins said that they're not gonna take any shortcuts, so they took a guy who you know is I'm not gonna say a developmental project, but he's a guy that definitely um you know he's got to get in the weight room, he's got to work on, on his ball handling, got to work on his shot, got to stay at it. And um, yeah, I'm really intrigued to see what they do this all season as far as his diet. Um, who he's ball, who, he, who he's working with as far as ball handling. Is he going to work out with Drew Hanlon? Is that somebody they're going to have him work out with? Oh, Lord. You know? <laughs> <laughs> so, you it know, ain't we'll guaranteed, see. man. <laughs> yeah, no. So, uh, you know, we saw how that went with Denny. But, you know, all jokes aside, you know, we'll see what happens with that. Um, like I said, um, you know, they got Brian Keefe, who's a great developmental coach, David Vanderpool, 
who's known for development. So, you know, this is this is huge. This is a huge offseason for Bilal and uh, also just the front office and the developmental staff. So, uh, but yeah, he's, he's had some good games. And then, you know, like I said, it's been a roller coaster ride for him, but he has not lost confidence at all. So, um, yeah, just more playing time. Keep working on it. Oh, man, I, I, I agree 100%. And then, um, yeah, and- I'm sorry, I didn't talk about Denny. I know uh, a lot of the Denny fans, I definitely don't want to miss the comment <laughs> about Denny. He said, Denny looks more aggressive. Yeah, 100%. I 100% agree with you, Sheldon. He's been super aggressive, being very physical, getting to the basket. He's been relentless getting to the baby. He's, he's been super, super, super aggressive, and I, I love it. I love it. I do too, man. I'm very excited about this young core of Denny Avia, Corey Kispert, and Bilal Kulabali. You know, I said it in the last video, man. Um, this this young core we have, man, they, they're really evolving. They really are. Um, Denny breaking out offensively, loving what I see. Corey Kispert again, more energy defensively. We know what he can do offensively. And looking at Bilal, look, his offense is gonna come along. We knew that offensively, he was definitely a project coming out of the draft. That was his MO coming out of France. You know, offensively, he was definitely a project, but his defense is there, you know, just and, he, you know, look, talk to him, man. Um, he's definitely a guy who knows he needs to improve as far as catch and shoot, his ball handling. So he's definitely going to work on that in the offseason. Now, yeah, I, I definitely recommend five pounds. Now, any more than that, I don't want to take away from his speed. But I think, you know, definitely five pounds of muscle, man, needs to be added so he can definitely ball in there inside, man. But, you know, this look, this young core, you know, I call them three amigos. But, I mean, this young core, man, I like what we got as far as the foundation, the young guys, man. Because every one of them are evolving in front of our eyes. And so, yeah, I like what I see from the young guys, man. I really do. Yep. Yeah, locked on law. Um, I get your frustration. You know, I really do. Yeah. Um, he's talking about Jordan Poole. He said Jordan Poole is killing this team. Heather Feather says Johnny D over Poole. Um, yeah, I mean, we should give Johnny Davis a plan. I'll yeah. let him play at least. Give him 10 minutes. And uh, locked on law also says they'd be better off playing four and five. Yeah. Another struggling game. For Jordan Poole, he's just not shooting the ball well. Um, uh, he's just enough, he's just super inconsistent. Like I said, he just had 20 points the other night or 19, and then he comes out here and shoots one for 12. So I, I just don't, I don't, you know, we just don't know what we're going to get. I think it would be better for him to come off the bench, play against the other team second unit, and he can control the game. You know, he can play point guard a little bit. You know, he can kind of settle down a little bit, and he can kind of control – the game out there. So I, I just kind of want to see that. I think Brian Key's got to switch it up. That's the thing with West. West never changed the starting lineup. You know, the only time he would ever change the starting lineup was ever was to really take Denny out. Yeah. So let's see what Keith Keith decides to do here. I think they 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 need to make a change, you know. And I think I think it would help Jordan Poole. So, you know, put Blau in that starting lineup. Yeah. And uh have Jordan Poole come off the bench and let him play against second units. And I think that 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 might help help him with his confidence too. Oh, yeah, absolutely, man. Um, I definitely think he needs to become a six-man, come off the bench. Um, but you know what? Here's the thing. We have no choice but to try to get him right because his contract right now, A, looking hot. is looking like a bad contract. And I don't want to harp too much on him, man. Um, I'm just hoping the young man can figure it out, you know, and because, you know, we we have given our fair share of smoke to people on this team last couple of years. But I'll tell you what, man, you know, at the end of the day, we both – and I. You know, we want the guys to succeed in D.C. And I want him to succeed, man, whether it's here, whether it's somewhere else. Um, he can play ball. You know, looking at the tape in Golden State, he can play basketball at a high level. He's a scorer. It's just putting him in the best position. And I just don't think him playing starting at the two-guard is the best position for him to succeed. He has to come off the bench right now. See what Bilal can do. See what Corey Kisper can do, depending on the matchup. But, yeah, I think we've seen enough that right now he's not a starter. Mm-hmm. So. 
Right. Oh, a lot of comments. We probably have to read some tomorrow. Uh, Don't be saying that, E. I know, I know, I know, I know. I need to learn my lesson, man. I know every time I say it, it, just, it never happens for whatever reason. It just does not happen. Uh, uh, let's see here. If you see anything, just, just you know, you can uh, put it on the screen. Uh, let's see here. Uh, let's see. Go ahead. Uh, we got one right here. It's kind of funny. Um, my Rams says, uh, forget about six man slider <laughs> to Hawaii. <laughs> he trying to ship him to Hawaii. Lord have mercy. Um, uh, this is a good, good one right here. Uh, Saul Good. That is uh, a good way of saying Saul. Um, get a sports drink to work with JP. His trade value is, is in the gutter, so he won't be leaving anytime soon with his bloated contract. Got to get him centered and let his talent speak for itself somehow. Hey, I agree with that. He, um, He's got a talent, man. I mean, I cannot sit here with a straight face and say that he's trash. He's not. Mm. I mean, he, he played good basketball in Golden State. And if you look at his speed in D.C., look at his tape here in D.C. as opposed to when he was with the Warriors, you see that he's not operating at 100%. He's not operating full throttle. He's just not. Whether it's mental, whether it's physical, and maybe it's a combination, but he, he's got talent. He's got talent to be a difference maker for this team. It's just they got to figure it out. He's got to figure it out. So I'm hoping, you know, whether it's medicinal, whatever, you know, anything they can do to help him out because it behooves us to get him right. Right now, his contract is not going anywhere. He's not going anywhere. We've got to – it behooves both parties to figure this thing out. And we'll see. He's got too much talent to be so bad, man. You know, so. <laughs> yeah, I just like how you said medicinal. But, you know, maybe they can try better help first, you there know, you go. and go there. <laughs> you know, shout out to better help. But, um, yeah, no, he, he definitely needs – some type of uh, uh um you know just a sports psychiatrist would, would yeah. definitely help i i just don't yeah it, it, it's, it's 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 very interesting it really is because he's so talented he's a great player but for whatever reason you know he's been super inconsistent the shot selection has been bad and um you know he'll have one good game and then he looks like you know he's just not interested to play at all so um but I, I just I just want them to get the best out of him. And, uh, you know, he, he's way too talented to be playing like this. Yeah. Way too talented. And before the before the season started, I mean, he was supposed to be a breakout player. And, you know, the question was, is he a franchise piece and all this stuff? And, you know, Kevin Garnett was like, he can be the next James Harden. And it's <laughs> been nowhere near that at all. It's been nowhere near that. All right. Well, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, you look at uh, Kevin – Garnett, yeah. you know, the funny thing was, like 30 days after he said he yeah, needed to be in the league. So. Yeah, no, it was crazy how, how the tables turned so quick. I know, you know, and then the whole shack and a fool throwing the ball off the backboard and not looking at the clipboard. So it's just been a, it's been a, another roller coaster ride for Jordan Poole as well. All right. Um, it's all good. Uh, this will be the last one. So he says, let's go turbo. Got to work on a ball handling and excessive flops, especially in the clutch. But there is all the game in a row with 20 plus points. And then there's a lot of comments talking about Kuzma being the reason why we lost. I'm not going to say he's the reason why we lost. A big thing was turnovers. Now, he definitely was a part of it. He had I know he had a couple of turnovers tonight, too. He had four turnovers. Then he had five turnovers. So Denny's not innocent either. Denny. He did disappointment with the flop at the end where Luca yeah. just stood straight up. That was disappointing. I was like, come on, man. You had a great game. Why are you just flopping? Like, it kind of just felt like he was waiting for a call. Yeah. So I do agree with you on that, Saul. But, yeah, he had a, he had a heck of a game. He, I, I feel like he was the best player for the Wizards tonight for sure. He really was. And uh, it's not really 
not much of a question on that. So I just want to see him keep it up. He's been playing real, really, really well the last couple of games. So I, I'm loving what I'm seeing from him. Oh, absolutely, man. I, you know, I have nothing but good things to say about Denny and his breakout performance this season, man. He's definitely breaking out. I, I think the only improvements I want to see, and then, you know, I kind of saw Kyle Kuzma take him aside and talk to him a few times. There's arguing calls. And I get it, man. You know, um, in Dallas, it's kind of like when in Rome, be like Romans. In Dallas, man, look, you know, you know Luca and Kyrie are going to get a lot of calls. Um, I, I just want him to get down the floor. Um, mm-hmm. You know, sometimes you see him arguing calls, and then it's four and five. You know, use the right moment to argue calls with them. That's all, I, that's all I'm asking. But, um, yeah, tonight, man, he's clearly the best. Um, one comment real quick before we roll, man. Mm-hmm. Somebody asked me because I know what I said, medicinal. Um, Shook Biz said, Yeah, no, that's what I was thinking. <laughs> suggestions maybe a little 420. <laughs> Look, whatever helps, man. You know what I'm saying? I'll take whatever at this point, man. Because he did say that the greener are green lights in DC, and when it came on, so I'm you know, that's all I'm gonna say. <laughs> all right, uh, let's see. Um, Somebody else said pick up Killian Hayes. So no, people are doing a comedy show right now saying pick up Killian oh, Hayes. Boy. But actually, I, I I I like Killian Hayes a little bit, but I definitely wouldn't bring him here. I wouldn't I wouldn't bring him yeah. here. I do want to see his his career get revived. I th- I still think he has some left in the tank. I, it was crazy how he got waived and just not traded. Now speaking yeah. of trades, Delon Wright had five minutes tonight, so that was interesting as well because it's like you know they weren't able to trade him. So is he a buyout candidate? Haven't heard anything like that, but you know. He's not getting any playing time. This is what the second game, second or third game after the trade deadline. He hasn't played much as of late, which is kind of a it's kind of what we asked for. You know, we wanted less minutes for the veterans. Shamet only had 14 minutes. Blau played 30 minutes. So Keith is giving big big minutes to Blau and kind of less minutes to Delon and Landry, two guys that you know we we were you know looking forward to these guys, you know, kind of moving on and getting traded. Yeah. Uh, Dean Palm Palmero says pick up Jordan Goodwin after his 10-day contract with the Grizzlies. Yeah, I mean, that's something we'll, we'll talk about that tomorrow a little bit, too. Uh, Jordan Goodwin did get signed, so that's another guy that I would like to see on the Wizards. But they do have Jared Butler as well. He's been playing the G League. So, um, like I said, it's just interesting, the whole DeLon barely played and Landry barely played, and they they just weren't able to move those guys. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if they, how legit they were, but there were reports on Twitter, man, talking about um, – how they end up, they're going to end up buying out DeLon Wright and maybe mm-hmm. picking up Killian Hayes. Um, Killian Hayes defensively definitely fits in. Just offensively, man, he needs to work on his game, man. Mm-hmm. So I, I guess it depends on what you're looking for from a young guard. Um, I prefer my guards be able to at least stretch the floor a little bit. You know, offensively, he struggles a little bit. But defensively, got a little dog in him, man. So we'll see. Um, I'm all about bringing in young players, man, and see, you know, who fits, who doesn't. So, you know, you know and that's the benefit of being in the rebuild. Bring in who you know, bring in young guys. If they fit, they don't. You know, we'll see. But so, mm-hmm. yeah. So that's something that's uh, something we'll talk about tomorrow, and then uh, we'll talk about Namer. Namer me off of his comment. <laughs> Very interesting name for Namer, and he says that it's better to put a ghost out there on defense rather than putting Jordan Poole out there. So we'll definitely talk about that tomorrow. But we want to thank you guys for listening. Making Life on Wizards your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever, wherever you guys get podcasts. Make sure you guys subscribe to that notification bell. Hell to Wizards. Peace.